Hey guys, quick disclaimer before we get started. The views and opinions you're about to hear are solely those of the host and guests of the GetWire podcast and may or may not reflect the opinions of CED, Consolidated Electrical Distributors, or its sponsors. Speaking of sponsors, July is a new month, so we got a new vendor of the month, and this month we have Southwire as our sponsor for the GetWire podcast, and they're supporting the CED Friday Barbecue program as well. So if you're in the area on a Friday, come by CED and get hooked up with some free lunch and check out some Southwire tools, get discounts on various items we're going to be having on specials. So whether you're a contractor in need of a new set of hand tools or you, you're doing a huge job and you want to use the best and latest and greatest uh, wire polling technologies, the best lubed wire, uh, you know, the Simpole wire or any of the other innovative products they have like the MC barrels as well as they also have these pull packs that are pretty cool too. So check it out. Come by CED during the month of July and get discounts on Southwire tools and Southwire wire products. Welcome to the Get Wired Podcast, presented by CED Vero Beach. Join us as we make new connections, share our outlooks on business as well as life, and provide a new look at the wholesale electrical supply industry from the inside out. This is the Get Wired Podcast. Here's your host, Mike Burkhart. This is part of uh, the second part of a two-part series today. We had a special day at CED with the Southwire Tool trailer. And uh, the first episode was with Danny from Marvin Bachner, who is our Southwire agent in Florida. And now we've got Kyle Tafelski, and uh, he's here joining us. And it was a hot one, so we really appreciate him sticking around. They got here super early, and welcome to the program, Kyle. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. It. Uh, Again, it was super hot. It's, it, it's mid. It's almost. It's almost August in Florida. It's like the peak of the heat, and you know, we set up a tent outside. Had a bunch of people come by and check out some tools. Got a lot of interest going. Um, but yeah, tell us a little about yourself. You you've um, you've been with Southwire for about seven or eight months. And, Correct. Um, how did you find out about them, and how did you get involved with with the organization? Yeah, my uh, my extended family and my my immediate family have been in the industry for. Uh, Quite a few number of years. We won't release their their ages, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, my father's a long time uh, electrical engineer, so nice. uh, I've been a uh, been around, and uh, you know, Southwire's always been a top wire top uh, notch company within the industry, and uh, you know, it's always been a kind of goal of mine to work with them, and and uh, you know, I was allowed the opportunity, so uh, decided to uh, you know move back down here to uh, Florida from uh, Chicago, nice and. Uh, you know, so far so good. You know, it's they have hot that, summers up there, but it's not the same. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yep. They they have the the summers aren't too bad, and it feels refreshing from yeah. those uh, cold winters. So. Yeah. No shoveling snow anymore. But uh, yeah, next time we were joking downstairs to make sure you guys book this thing because we do it every year, the vendor of the month program. Mm-hmm. Make sure you do it in either February, January, November, December. Exactly. Yep. Those spots tend to fill up pretty quick. Yeah. So. I, All right. Yeah, we'll definitely book it for uh, this winter. <laughs> Yeah, maybe we'll get you indoors next time. I don't yeah. know. Maybe it's just brutally hot. I mean, it's just it's just crazy out there. And uh, you know, that's that's one of the things about about Southwire is that they have all this innovative new products out there. So they're trying to go around and show everybody. They got this amazing tool trailer that opens up with just hand tools and pulling tools and all sorts of bending and and just stuff I'd never even seen before. And you know, it's pretty it's pretty awesome to see a company get vertically integrated like that right mm-hmm. so you're not just making the wire and producing it and selling it now you're saying like oh we can actually add value in pulling the wire Correct. and and cutting the wire and bending the pipe even mm-hmm. 
Uh, how long have they been at that side of the equation? Uh, basically, in 2009 is when we started on the uh, whole tools and equipment venture. Okay. Um, you know, we, we've kind of grown it from there with the hand tools and meters um, and then our full line of equipment. Um, this year, um, we've come out with a lot of new different products nice. uh, to fill out our line and the bending solutions um, and then the reeling and our pulling solutions as well. So. Yeah, you guys had Maxis. Was that back in two thousand nine? Correct. That, yep, that's where it began. Was okay. in uh, two thousand nine with uh, with Maxis, and uh, you know that great partnership, and uh, you know kind of grown it from there, and then you know moved into the meters and uh, hand tools, and then just trying to really grow the line, and uh, you know really tried to innovate and and provide a solution that's going to you know help the contractors out there. I mean, it definitely sets you apart from the competition because nobody else is. To my knowledge, nobody else is doing it in that space. And when they are doing it, they're kind of like, hey, well, hey, what's Southwire doing? Like, we'll just kind of copy that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you go out to these places, a lot of times you, you've never met, especially if you're so new to the company, seven, eight months, you've never met a lot of these customers we never met before today. Correct. Um, what do you do? What are some tips that you can give some new salespeople or some people that are management trainees going out into the world of outside sales? Um, or people have been doing it for a long time, maybe need a refresher on, on, on how you go in and build rapport or, you know, kind of break the ice a little bit. Do you have any techniques? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, a little bit, it's, you know, really trying to get out there, you know, show a personality, um, and, you know, show attention. It's, it's, it's that attention to detail. Um, you know, it's being there, it's replying, it's, um, you know, but, you know, knocking on doors and, you know, you're going to hear no. Yeah. And, um. Or, you know, some off words and things like that. But it's being persistent. And, you know, it's it's not taking it personal. Yeah. Um, do you have a sales background? Um, I do have a sales background. So okay. I've been in uh, sales, uh, it's going on maybe 10 years now. Oh, wow. So. Um, Are you able to talk about it or? Yeah, yeah, I mean, what, what kind of what kind of sales? So, I mean, I started with a uh, a concrete company that oh, does cool. polished concrete, and that was kind of. Uh, you know, cutting my teeth and kind of doing that and really didn't know what I was doing. And then, right. uh, then I moved to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I was working in the NFL and, okay. and doing some different things there. And, uh, nice. and that was even more cutting your teeth. And, uh, I learned a lot from, uh, a T- mentor. Ticket of mine. sales or? Yep. Okay. And, uh, you know, mentor, you know, probably learned my mentor or learned from my mentor there Nice. and, uh, kind of go from there. And then I wanted to get into the electrical industry and, uh, you know, moved up North and, and worked in uh, distribution. And then uh, that's a tough gig, ticket sales. I actually interviewed with the Phoenix Suns okay. um, out in Phoenix, and I was part of a sports business management minor okay. at, my, at UCF. And uh, a lot of the opportunities were for entry level ticket sales okay. positions yep. across the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty unique program. So we got, you know, we got guests all the time coming in and saying like, "Oh, who's who's the top of the class?" All that, and yeah. I ended up not taking the job, but it was cool. They flew me out there, you know, courtside seats, kind of, mm-hmm. like, you know, put you up in a hotel. They really want you to do it. And and the question I asked was, well, what happens when you sell all the tickets? Yeah. What, what happens when you do your job really, really well? Yep. And they're like, well, then, uh, you know, there's no more tickets to sell. Yeah. Yep. So, exactly. Yeah. And so I, I was like, so you can literally do such a great job that you don't have a job anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, literally, you could sell yourself out of a job. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's tough because I like the idea. One of the reasons I love CED as a company is is they're so entrepreneurial. They're so focused on on you know finding good people and then getting out of their way kind of with, mm-hmm. you know and setting up a good framework so that they can it's safe to fail and all that but really there's no ceiling and okay. that's yeah. that's kind of the joy of it is mm-hmm. like 
well, how far do you want to take this thing? Yep. You know? And so the idea of being able to sell myself out of a job, I just, I, I couldn't do it. It's, it's tough. And I think at the time, if I got my dates right, it was like the Steve Nash or Steve Nash. Yeah. Um, in, at the Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm. And I think even Shaq, could, it was either coming there or just left. And it was like, man, like you could see it selling out and yeah. season tickets being sold like crazy. And it's like, I don't know if this is right for me. Um, but it's, it's a tough gig because you're you calling on main, uh, calling on mainly uh, like individual ticket buyers or uh, yeah, and um, you know different businesses uh, yeah. for entertainment purposes and things of that nature. So I mean, you really, I mean, I, I learned a lot as far as just the sales yeah. <laughs> um, nuances, if you will. Yeah, and uh, it's irreplaceable. Exactly, it really is. Um, I sold art out of the back of my car. Okay, um, when I dropped out of college the first time, and. Uh, you know, it was like you show up, you, it was, it was this great place. You show up, you load up art in the back of your car, you go out to a street and just start knocking on doors. Yeah. Uh, we talked a little bit, just a little bit ago about, uh, no soliciting signs on doors. Oh yeah. And, uh, my training was laugh at those and walk in anyways. Yep. And, uh, you know, you, you learn so much about how to deal with people, how to read people, how to, how to overcome rejection and even overcome people telling you no. And then you just keep asking them eventually mm-hmm. like, okay, what do you have? Um, because you know, like, okay, I did just buy a new house. Like I do need some stuff. Yeah. Um, so what do what do you do, uh, in terms of, are you mainly focused on the contractor side of things, the distributor side of things? Yeah. My main focus is I I focus on the contractor. So, um, I'm going out to the contractor shop, contractor's job site, um, really showcasing our solutions and, uh, you know, really assisting them and, uh, in ways they can, um, you know, really solidify those solutions and, and do things in an efficient and proper manner. Do you find that there's like a magic number of like the size of a shop or the size of a contractor that, that works really well with Southwire or like if they're too big, it doesn't work if they're too small, obviously. It mm-hmm. I mean, I, I really feel, um, no, I mean, no, really okay. no. I mean, from the top to the bottom, I mean, we have solutions for, um, for everybody. Nice. Um, Whatever, you know, we can do to assist is, you know, from our wire solutions to our tools and equipment solutions, yeah. um, you know, we really have a, a full package now that, you know, can really help, you know, from the, the smaller t- type contractors to those large guys. So, And what's the biggest uh, hurdle or is there something, some sort of, sort of know that you hear more often than not, like some sort of like people saying that they don't want it or they're not interested, like some, something to overcome the most. Is it price? Is it, uh, um, change? You know, I mean, really, I think a, a big thing for us, you know, is, is getting that Southwire tools and equipment name out there. Yeah. Um, okay. you know, we've been in the, the wire business for a very long time yeah. and, um, and not, you know, I shouldn't say not many, but, uh, you know, there are a number of people that don't, you know, haven't heard of Southwire Tools and Equipment. Yeah. Um, so it's really getting that name out there that that, that um, we do have that division. And, uh, you know, we're working hard, uh, you know, to be able to get that name out there and be a, a, a industry leader. So in the, in you've, so you have some experience with the industry, but you've only, you've been working in it for seven or eight months. Uh, do you see any trends that are happening right now in terms of like where the industry is going or any, uh, any solutions that we can... Southwire solutions, solutions that we can we can kind of look towards because I, I get this feeling that that things are going to change pretty rapidly in this industry mm-hmm. in in the future. There's already so much there's already so much information out there about what used to be kind of private, like price wise and mm-hmm. and availability. Um, you used to only be able to get certain things from certain places, like a supply house, and that's you know the internet changed that, Home Correct. Depot, Lowe's changed that. Mm-hmm. 
Um, what, what trends do you've noticed in the? I mean, it's it's really moving quickly. I it mean, is. as um, you know, and it's really trying to find that that full solution um, to kind of keep things going. I mean, our you know our labor force is getting older. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know the exact statistics, but there's a large number of our contractors um, that are over already over the age of fifty five. Yeah, um, and unfortunately, that we don't have that younger generation to fill those gaps and so you know it's really trying to do that's scary right yeah it really is and so you know we're trying to again you know find those solutions and help help with those solutions to be able to you know still complete those jobs in a quick and efficient manner we face the exact same problem in this industry on the on the distribution side of it Mm -hmm. it's just um you know i've always been told like just stick around a couple years just in the doors that will just open up to you because again you got people that are you know, 50 plus, I think it's, it's more than half the workforce. Yep. Um, and especially in our industry where you're not, you're not outside every day in the heat and, you know, doing actual construction. So you can stick around longer, I guess, on the side of it. Uh, but it is, it's a, it's a huge concern. And I heard a podcast the other day where the, the CEO of Graybar, you know, one of CED's competitors, mm-hmm. obviously, but they're a publicly traded company. So they're able to talk much more openly about things that they're doing and stores that they're running and stuff like that initiatives that they have. Uh, they were talking about actually like trying to find talent for their customers because they recognize that if that dries up, then they dry up. Exactly. Yep. And, but what's going to happen? I mean, construction just can't stop. I mean, Mm -hmm. Oh, I know. And, and it's a scary thought. And that's why, you know, we even have solutions, um, not only assist with maybe that lack of workforce, um, but also to just keep you upright and, and moving and to keep your body healthier, you know, throughout the, um, Throughout your career. Yeah. You know, maybe you, you stand upright, you're not having to bend up and down and you don't have to work with those, um, you know, those bad knees and bad backs. And, um, you, you know, mean, we, we do hear that older generation, you know, I, I heard it a couple times today. He goes, you know, I wish I had that 30 years ago. <laughs> Otherwise, you know, I wouldn't have a bad back now. Are so. you talking about like the benders or? Yeah, braces? our bend stations, yeah. you know, things of that nature. And it allows them to work more functionally. Our power benders, yeah. um, you know, it's fully height adjustable where you're not having to bend over to load pipe. You know, you can, you know, whether, you know, you're five, five or six, six, you can, you can easily load pipe and, uh, and you don't have to, you know, grab somebody off the ladder cause we provide you an assist. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> so with those 10 foot pieces of two inch rigid, um, you know, one man can easily load that. I mean, that's huge. Anytime you can take a job that used to require two people and make it one, obviously it's doubling, but you guys, cause I've been to, I've been to Southwire, I've been to Carlton. Carrollton. Carrollton. I'm sorry. Uh, and, and they've shown videos where you had a job that was run by four people, and now you've got one guy just kind of standing there making sure things are going well out of like a simple bo- a barrel or, you know, a feeder or something like that. And it's, I mean, that's huge for contractors. I think the biggest concern is they just see a dollar amount on the front side of things, and they're not seeing like how much they could be saving or really, the, I guess it's it's the opportunity cost of what those other guys could be doing. You Correct. Know? And that's that's always the biggest sell. And I you, you may find that some people really get it and they're all totally on board. And then there's other people that just don't seem to get it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, really it's, it's looking at the cost of a project. Yeah. Um, more so than the material costs. Okay. Um, so, I mean, if you look at that overall project and with, you know, including your materials, your labor, yeah. um, and everything included, um, you know, we do have solutions that will provide that savings. Nice. 
Yeah, it's uh, I was pretty blown away. That's such a such an impressive facility. You know, they they show you around. Everything's so clean. Like people are zipping around on forklifts and stuff. It's 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 really cool to see. We were just talking about getting some customers up there. Uh, mm-hmm. So if any customers are listening and want to go, you know, hint hint, let me know. Um, and one question I always ask people when they come on the show, I don't always ask it this way. We we I usually bring it up by talking about painstorming. Are you familiar with that concept? Mm-mm. So brainstorming, like you would sit down and talk about ideas and okay. like like you know, what if we did this and what if we did that? Painstorming is you sit down and write all the things that, that hurt, all the things that are not good, all the things that are problems or difficult things that happen, which is probably where a lot of these tools and vendors, you know, all that up and down, mm-hmm. making it more ergonomical, that comes probably from painstorming. Like, hey, what sucks about bending stations? What yep. sucks about vendors in general? And so I asked that question, what sucks about the industry, about electrical distribution and... Yeah, maybe seven or eight months in, uh, it, you don't have, I, I don't know if you've got an opinion about it yet, but you've probably been to a bunch of distributorships around the country in the Southeast. Is there something that you see where it's like, man, if only they did this? Or... Hmm. That's a very good question. And, uh, you know, right now, you know, just uh, seven or eight months in, it's been yeah. learning and getting to know people and, uh, right. you know, just, you know, and, and again, showcasing software tools and equipment. Yeah. Um. Sometimes you don't so even right. notice that, like, there is the opportunity to improve, like, that new into it. Mm-hmm. I get that. That's, yeah. that's for sure. I mean. Um, but, I mean, I, I think truly, you know, creating that partnership and, yeah. and you know, um, and driving business, you know, together. It's, um, you know, I mean, we, we can work hand in hand and, and uh, you know, really help really help each other. Yeah. This so. business is, I mean, most industries are, but but construction and supply especially really is it's just so incredibly relationship driven and, mm-hmm. and that gets overlooked sometimes. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't really understand that because people buy things, right? It's always a human being on the other side, whether it's an email, a phone call, somebody at the counter. Um, it, it, we tend to lose sight of it with, as technology advances, whether it's a text message you get on your phone or it comes through an app or however your sales system set up to use the most modern technology. It's still a human being that needs something. Oh yes. And so you can use basic human interaction skills to, identify that but you know i think especially as younger people come into it they're looking at like oh how can we use technology how can we use technology but there's nothing like the handshake there's nothing like the you know the sit down with them there's nothing like taking them out to the golf course or taking them to lunch getting them out of their office getting them out of their environment and and really making that connection finding out what they're really into and finding a way to relate to it Mm -hmm. like you mentioned bow hunting so like that's something i just started doing not too long ago like that's that's a good way like if you see I've got a customer that's into that. And it's like, hey, why don't we go to the range and shoot? Mm-hmm. And you don't talk about work the whole time. Yep. But somehow at the end of it, this just happened yesterday, at the very end of the whole process of doing something fun and outside of work, the last conversation is, oh, yeah, and by the way, I'm going to order that $30,000 package or whatever yep. through you. And it's mm-hmm. like not to shop it around, not see if I could get it for twenty nine five or whatever. It's yep. like, and I didn't have to bring it up. Yeah. And he knew that that was probably on the back of my mind, but mm-hmm. I wasn't going to bring it up. And... I mean, that's the way to really get to somebody is to, you almost have to flank them. If you come right at them, like try to meet them in their office first thing on a Monday morning and try to talk about business, they don't want to do that. Yep. And know? it's, and it, but I mean, and I would say on the, on the flip side of that, sometimes maybe you do. I mean, it's, it's really, you know, in the sales whole realm, I guess I'll say it's, um, you know, it's, it's really dealing with different personalities and, right. you know, and how. And with the customer, it's it's how you want to deal with them. I, I heard a great talk 
um, a couple of years ago um, from a, like a sales trainer type thing. And it was talking yeah. about talking with different generations. Mm-hmm. And it was very neat. Um, them talking about baby boomers versus millennials and everything in between. And uh, I remember the one thing he said, he goes, first off, he goes, you're going to you're going to see um, with a baby boomer. You're going to see any awards they've ever won on, the, on their wall. <laughs> yeah. He goes, you know, and he was like, acknowledge that. Yeah. Because they're proud of that. You know, they didn't, they didn't grow up in the, in the, uh, with the youth of the participation trophies and everything like that. So right. you get to the millennials and they're not going to display any of that because they've received participation trophies. A, a yeah. trophy was just something along, you know, you got along the way. Right. Um, you know, so it was really, you know, how, how to deal with people and, um, and I, I truly enjoy that is, you know, meeting new people each and every day and different personalities. It's hard to do that, right? Because it's hard to be interacting with somebody and thinking like, oh, this per- how old is this person? How, I, well, okay. I, I, and interpret yep, that because I've exactly. been through similar training. They do that in the training program. There's like a whole week or not a whole week, but a whole session on intergenerational training. We mm-hmm. talk about it all the time. And, and managing Managing employees that are intergenerational is, is difficult as well. Oh yes, uh, because of the exact same reasons. You have to. They're motivated by different things. They're incentivized by different things. They respond to different. You know, if you have to, if there's discipline involved for whatever reason, if you need to make a correction or whatever, you have to go about it different ways. Um, it's it's really hard because you you want to just treat everyone the same. Mm-hmm. To be fair, yeah, and it's coming from a good place, but. Really, to be fair, is to treat them differently the way that they need to be treated. Correct, and that's that's a, that's a huge challenge. It's a huge struggle every time. Yeah, I get it wrong all the time. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, but you know, I, and but I, you know, that's one of my kind of motivating factors. I, I love you know working with people and yeah. and really assisting and and that's you know kind of bring it to the Southwire tools is um, finding those solutions that's going to fit their needs. Right. Um, so. It's kind of cool. You're looking at gaps. You know, exactly. Like what could fit in this gap? Exactly. You know, it's really, you know, helping, teaching, coaching, all those different things and, you know, really trying to find that best fit for them. Yeah. Yeah. We talked earlier this morning about social media and Southwire Tools is actually really good at the whole Instagram and, and I, I would imagine Facebook and stuff. I see them a lot on Instagram. Uh, is that something that's encouraged at the local level too, or is that kind of handled by somebody at, mm-hmm. at the corporate? Yeah, I mean, we're very active on the the Instagrams, Facebooks. Um, yeah, we have a whole YouTube channel. Oh, really? So, um, you know, demo pieces, um, new products, things of that nature. So, you know, feel free to you know look at that if uh, you know, especially if you're out there and you want to know how something works or. Um, you know, teaching better, you know, we're always there for you, but, uh, you know, we're, we're very active on the social media. Have you ever heard of apprentice alley? I have not on Instagram. Uh, she, I'd love to bring it up right now. I don't want to take the time to do it, but, uh, maybe I'll show you right after, but she, if you're listening guys, look up apprentice alley on Instagram. She actually got her Instagram logo redesigned by Southwire. Oh really? Yeah. So she's, she's an, an apprentice electrician okay. in, in Canada and, she just takes funny pictures of like her doing electrical stuff all day with like, you know, quirky glasses on and oh, smiling really? and stuff. And, um, you know, it's not like she's some supermodel, whatever. She's a real person. And, mm-hmm. and that's what's so cool about it. She's yeah. just a real person doing her thing and sharing it with the world. And she's using benders and saws and tools. And that's neat. And then all of a sudden I, I was, I was talking to her on Instagram through the CD Vero, um, Instagram page. And I was like, oh, you should get Southwire Tools to sponsor you. And she goes, oh, you should see my pic from last week. And I look at the picture, and it's her laying on the floor surrounded by Southwire Tools. 
and I'm like, okay, I didn't look at all your pictures, obviously. Yeah. Like, so they're all over that. Like, they're they're finding people that are influencers and and recognizing that, you know, if she's now she's doing product reviews, like your, your testers versus mm-hmm. clients testers and and things like. That. I think that's going to be a huge selling platform in the future for sure. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean this, and I keep saying the social media, but yeah. social media, <laughs> I mean, is really. Really changing, you know how how the consumer looks at products. I think the social media makes you sound older. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I know. I'm like the Facebook, the internet. Yeah. Exactly. But um, you know, it's really it's really changed things. I mean, I you know I used to never been been very active on social media, and yeah. you know now, yeah, it's easy to go on and instead of looking, you know, on some website, it look at various reviews because who knows where they're coming from. Right. Um. You know, you look at. You know, yeah, a real person that's in the industry and go, you know, that's a great tool or, you know, maybe this this should be improved upon or something else. Um, and they'll, you know, they'll go through and, and critique it. And, and that's the best feedback we can receive. And I truly enjoy that because, you know, we want to make products that, um, that are make your job easier. That real people contractor. use too, right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can make something that, uh. You know, it sounds great on paper, but, you know, unless the industry is actually going to use it or any person is actually going to use it, you know, it's worthless. It To me, it's it's a struggle because, like, I'm focused on a local market. And so everything we do is kind of locally focused. Um, and and we're trying to branch out and do more on it. That's why I have Nick, the social media intern. That's okay. why we're doing a video. or mm-hmm. We're doing, you know, Facebook blitzes and Instagram postings and all that uh, because – it's it's tough. It's tough to find other supply houses that are doing it to model after, and mm-hmm. so in that times you have to just kind of go out on your own and say like, well, what works in other industries, and, and try to relate it back, and then just I guess you just hope that electricians are looking at it. Yeah. But as we spoke about, there's so many people that are that are fifty fifty five plus that are in the industry that are running the businesses that are making the purchasing decisions that probably don't even have Instagram. Uh, so I guess it's kind of planting the seeds for the future, you know. Correct. You know, it's, it's bringing in that younger generation. Um, but I think, you know, older folks, the older generation are, you know, you see them getting on the face on Facebook and yeah, you almost said the Facebook. I, I know, I know. I keep saying that, but, uh, you know, they are, they are getting there and yeah. you know, they're, they, maybe they're just, uh, you know, connecting with an old friend from high school, but then you right. know, maybe somebody passes, you know, shares software tools, you know, I think new products. I think seeing the videos of people like actually using like a tugger versus four people pulling on this side of it or a pickup truck on the other side of it, pulling wire through a house or whatever. I think that makes a huge difference. Uh, when it's, when it's real, when it's tangible and you could like see yourself doing it kind of a thing. Exactly. Um, that, that makes all the difference in the world for us. It's, it's, we're just trying to stay one step ahead of, I guess it really like Amazon's the one that always comes to mind. Like we're trying to stay one step ahead of that whole platform coming in and just like sweeping out, tons of stuff that we can sell off the shelf uh and it's just selling it online i mean that it could happen any day really they could they could just lower the pricing a little bit and then it's unless you needed it right then and there what do you do i mean is southwire concerned about that are they i mean they're selling on amazon i'm sure but yeah i mean we're looking at all different platforms and yeah. um you know because i mean yeah the world is changing and how um how the consumer um gets their information for one yeah. Um, purchases their products. Um, and I think, you know, every industry is really, you know, looking at the different models and kind of going from there and, and what 
what is the future going to hold and, and try to predict that. Right. And who knows five years from now, we could be looking at a completely new, new direction, you know, some, some AR VR glasses you're wearing on the job site. Exactly. I saw this video where they had uh, hard hats that had an AR lens that dropped in. So it's like a clear lens and you, you start using buttons and stuff and it would bring up like measuring tapes and oh, really? levelers and you're like right in front of you. So kind of wow. like Pokemon Go, you know, okay, like it, yep. it changes, it takes the actual landscape and just applies filters and stuff mm-hmm. over it. Um, That's neat. And a hard hat's a good application for it because it doesn't matter what it looks like and it's already kind of bulky. And, yeah. Um, I don't think people are going to be wearing it in their baseball caps anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's insane what, you know, the way things have come in the past 10 years. Yeah. Um, just from how we get information. Well, that's what the podcast is all about. I think, you you know, radio was obviously a big driving force back, you know, a hundred years ago, but now I think people are so busy and they're doing so much stuff that they're going to start turning back to audio, whether it's because it frees them up to, when they're driving, they can listen to it and actually get some information out of it. When they're working out, they can do it. Uh, when they're at the grocery store, like that's those are all the places I'm thinking of when I listen to podcasts. Grocery store, especially, I'm always got headphones in. Yeah, people are always saying hi to me. I have no idea. <laughs> Sorry, guys at Publix. Like, yeah, they're like, oh, can we help you with anything? And I'm just like totally tuned out. And unless I see them talking, then I, I, you know, I'm paying attention to something else. But so kind of you're kind of doubling your time. You're doubling mm-hmm. your efficiency with that. So there's this huge push to get back to an audio platform that is, and, and all the attention's in somebody's phone. You know, it's all in the pocket of of the user. So, um, and I think it's they said like, eighty percent of the time you're using three apps. Oh, really? It's yeah. like Facebook, probably the internet browser, and maybe a music thing, and maybe which slash podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so the attention on the device is everyone's fighting for that too. Yeah. You know? And you guys have a lot of apps, don't you? Yeah, like yeah. We have we have a lot of apps from Voltage Drop to How to Calculate a Poll. Yeah, um, that's a great app. You know, and it can really kind of steer you, especially in your pre planning. Yeah. Um, maybe you need to use a, a bigger radius ninety. Yeah. Um, just to be able to make that poll. Um, so it makes, yeah, it makes a big difference. Like using integrating all those different aspects of technology into one. You know, anybody can download it across the board. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we even have, you know, our Bluetooth uh, meters, you know, you can do, you can control the meters via the app and you can do recording and, and send all that information to, you know, whomever needs it via an Excel spreadsheet. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's, uh, it's very neat. So, cause I mean, you you see that a lot in the industry now that you need that reporting and, and so, you know, we can provide those capabilities. Well, in terms of uh, working with distributors, where do you see that going in the future from Southwire's platform? Do you guys talk about that at sales meetings? Is there a big focus on distributors? Yeah, or? I mean, we're we're very supportive of our distributor partners, mm-hmm. and you know, we want to help them grow, and um, you know, we're moving forward, and uh, you know, we always you know respect local distribution, and and uh, you know, we we want to work well with you guys. Sweet. Well, I think that answers all my questions. You got any questions for me? Anything I can do to help Southwire Tools? No, Southwire? I mean, you know, I guess, you know, you can just think of us and, uh, yeah. you know, that's all, you know, think of Southwire Tools, you know, hopefully, you know, getting the trailer out here today is, uh, you know, half the battle is, you know, just, th- you know, thinking of us not as just a wire company, but uh, we also have a, a full line of tools and equipment. Solutions. So, <laughs> exactly. And solutions. Correct. <laughs> that's you know? what it's all about. Finding a way to add value because anybody can sell wire, but Southwire sells ways to install the wire that make your job easier, faster. Simpler, safer, other other words that start with this. I don't I don't know. So yeah. <laughs> Southwire Solutions. Well thanks Kyle. Thanks for coming on the show. Well I appreciate um, you having me. Thank yeah, you. absolutely. Anytime.